Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I have three words for you, baby, and it is home sweet home. In fact, it's home sweet motherfucking home. You know what I miss what? the most? What? The toilet paper. Oh, God. The New York toilet paper. I don't care what establishment you go to. It could be the nicest place. It could be a homeless shelter. The fucking toilet paper is the worst. It's Scott. It's, yeah, it's like they, they dominate the market. Everywhere has it, and it's fucking like wiping your ass with fucking razor blades, Shards bro. of glass. Yeah, dude. Shards <laughs> of glass. Yes. Yes. It's terrible. No, but you know what? We had a very, very eventful week, and... It's great to be home. It's great to be home. Welcome, dirties, to a brand spanking new episode of Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. Today, we are back and doing our episode in real time after taking a couple of weeks of doing pre-recorded episodes. We're so glad that we get to be back in action. Right, Tom? Yeah. For those that don't know, it's uh, Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. She's MJ. I'm Tommy. Uh, You know, we're married. This is pretty much the story of our life and uh, our relationship. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. And since we were in New York for about what ten days or so, yeah. we're gonna talk about everything we did and catch you guys up all the way in today's episode. Yes. Yes. All right. So let's get right into it. The very first thing we did was set the fucking alarm clock. You're sleeping for I would say about a regular night's sleep. You know, you went to bed at a decent hour, but we had to set the alarm. For 5 a.m. Yeah, I listen, I get, I've gotten up at 5 a.m. for half my life. That's not a big deal to me. I just was never... I, I turn. I wake up... I just up. looked at that phone. <laughs> I looked at the alarm and was. I thought it was joking. The alarm, I, I, the alarm I, goes off. I turn to you and I go, baby, honey, we got to get up. And you look at me and you turn back around and you go, no. Yeah, really. <laughs> I thought that, you know, I thought it was a joke. I thought the, that the pilots weren't... Like, no one's flying at that time. That's stupid. <laughs> that wasn't That's a stupid. real thing. Yeah, it's not real. It's, it's just joke. a suggestion. It's like a, it's like a Persian invite to a party. They're, uh, 
They're an hour late for everything because they don't believe that the start time is real. That's how, how I acted, that the, the flight time was just, it was a roundabout. Just get to the airport at this time-ish, Well, listen, and we'll, you'll get on the plane. The thing is that at 5.15, I'm just getting out of the shower, and I look and I do a little quick math, and I think to myself, motherfucker, if we don't get an Uber right now, we're not going to make the flight. We're not going to make it because where we live, you can't call an Uber and expect it to be out at your curb in five to 10 minutes. It took like 22 minutes for our Uber to come as it usually does. Right. So the Uber, (laughs) the Uber gets here when it does, we get our bags loaded. And then what happens, Tom? We had a a little baby car seat snurf for, for, for scuffle. Snafu, I believe was the word that you were trying to sound say that made you sound like a... Skirkuffle. A, a, a nut. It was a skirkuffle. Skirkuffle is not a word. A skirkuffle. Okay. Uh, yeah, man, I couldn't figure it out. You know, for whatever reason, I was like stuck and stupid. It was early in the morning and I couldn't... For some reason, I thought that our backup car seat was different than the original one we had, so... I, I like I <laughs> Girl, couldn't listen. It I couldn't was get crucial, so I had to take the original one out of time. The, we did not have it in accounted for that once the Uber comes and we're packed. I mean, we are ready to go. We are out of the house. The baby's cooperating. Everything is rolling. We're waking him up two hours before his usual wake up time. We don't have time to account for the car seat not being installed. And you had to do that. And you have to do all the heavy lifting. You have to figure out, because I sure shit don't know how to do the car seat install. Yeah, we got it in, though. We had no problem. We got to the airport on time. Bags <laughs> got on the time. We got to Dunkin' Donuts on time. We got there long enough that you ate Dunkin' Donuts and complained to the manager about the food. Do you know one thing food. I really like is when you stick with going with one airline, you're usually going to hit the same restaurants. You're going to hit the same gates. Every time we get to New York, we always get the same baggage claim and we come right out to the exact same place. And yes, there is a Dunkin' Donuts at every point. Yeah. (laughs) And like I said, you complained to the manager and told her that you were never going to, I'm never eating here again. No. We got off the flight. She ran right to Dunkin' Donuts. What happened was you got us breakfast sandwiches and usually it's a legit breakfast sandwich. And this time they changed the whole damn menu. And no one told her she didn't get the menu. They she didn't the get the memo, so she was she, she felt the need to you complain. You came back to me with a free fried. She came back and she said, "Sausage." I, I said, "What happened?" She said, "Nothing." They didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> she told them, "I'm never gonna eat here again." They're like, "Oh, you're never I gonna eat not, at the airport you with Dunkin' there. Donuts again." Tommy, All right, cool. You were sitting at the gate. Cool. You, don't you know told what I me said. when you came back. You told me this when you came back. I said, obviously, they didn't. I mean, you walk up to somebody and you know they don't give a shit. You (laughs) don't try. I just gave up. Yeah. I was like, do you have turkey? And they were like, no. And I was like, okay, never mind. Thank you. So we get on the plane. Everything is honky-dory. And I look over to my husband, who is sitting across the aisle from me, and he goes, I'll have a Jack and Coke no, and no, a no, no, no. We're Bailey's and a coffee. Listen, we're in business class, bro. You know what I'm saying? For those that have never flown business class, I feel bad for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you mean? Because it's exceptional. And I've flown everywhere you can fly. I, fly. I got kicked off a flight once. What? 
for, you know, it was stupid, but whatever. And, and, the, and then I had to take a flight back, and the flight I had to take back had like five stops. It was an airline, American Trans Air. I've never even fucking heard it. I was sitting next to like a goat and a fucking, and a lion. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's the worst flight you could ever take. So I know what it's like to take a shitty flight. And I'm telling you right now, business class is exceptional. And the second that you sit down, they're trying to booze you up. And I'm going to take advantage. So I sat down, and they were looking to, you know, pass out some booze, and I'll partake. So right away, I... Even if it's 7 o'clock in the morning, no... Give a fuck. Hey. Right away, right away you, I got a little shit face. Once you're at the airport, you reach international lines. Right away, I got a little shit face, and then I fell asleep because I was tired. And I woke <laughs> up, and there's some lady's yoga pants in my face. Like, that's what I woke up to. <laughs> some lady with her yoga pants in my face. And there was some other broad on the floor, crawling around on the floor, <laughs> talking about how much she loved my wife. Like, no. they, like I don't see it. I think it's... you're the best, MJ. I think you're great. And then there was a, a, a stewardess and, and a mechanic. No. And I'm fucking half drunk. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? She's looking at me through all these people. And she's like, I lost my phone. No. Everybody, fell in the everybody's seat, helping me look for it. Everybody's no. helping me find it. Can I tell you what happened? Yeah. I thought my fucking phone fell into the seat and I wasn't asking for help. I was just minding my own business, crawling underneath and seeing if I could get it. Now I have a baby next to me as a toddler and he was, you know, I don't know. All that happened was, yes, you're a little bit right. No, I'm, we were I'm exactly right. I woke up and there was like five or six people huddled around <laughs> our chair helping her find her cell phone so what that had she lost. So what had happened was we finally gave up. We were convinced that it is just well, in an abyss that cannot be seen. And this has happened to me. It's actually happened to me. I've lost my cell phone in the business class seat and I, I left it. You know, they was like, yo, you're going to have to wait till that time. I was like, fuck the phone. And then they said... Well, ma'am, you're going to have to leave your seat in this position because if it is underneath there and you then try to recline, your phone might crack and your battery might catch fire and cause an airplane fire. So then so I'm like, say everybody came up. <laughs> Everybody's so like, like, fuck your phone. We're going to sit back in our seats. And then my wife out of nowhere says, ah, and makes an announcement to the plane. I, every, it was it was in my purse. Everybody, it was in my <laughs> yo. I'm telling you right now. If you saw these people, oh, it looked Lord. like I, they were looking like they were ready to throw us off the plane. Like like just no. even the kid, even the kid. They were gonna no. throw all three of us. They go wherever we were flying. There are no parachutes. They were just gonna throw us all off the fucking plane. And then she sits down, and this broad has the nerve, the nerve to look at me and tell me, whoo. Thank God we found it. Thank God. Thank, Thank God. God we found it. <laughs> hey. Because they did say yeah. you're going to have to wait until everyone gets off Thank the plane. Thank God we found it in my purse. <laughs> and then you're going to have to let the mechanic. And then I'm going to have to tell Because the pilot did say, we are catching a tailwind and we're going to get to New York in four hours. Yeah, we got to New York fast, but then we had to sit on the runway for fucking an hour and a half. What's the why? Why get us there quicker if they're gonna, if you're gonna sit on the plane? I don't know. I it mean, maybe he was gonna cut us in line. You it never know. It defeats the purpose. All right, so we're in New York now. We landed. We're yeah, there. Yeah, my wife was a ball of nerves the whole two days that she was there. The first two days of the trip were her just being frantic. From the flight, uh, being late to the airport, and then uh, everything about it was a ball of energy, ball of nerves, and it all was because of the show. 
She was terrified about doing the show. That's why she barely promoted it. That's why she barely talked about it. So she was just a big bag of nerves. And I'm not used to that. My wife's usually pretty calm and collected. She's usually not someone that's, that's nervous. But she was freaking nervous. And I didn't get why. Because a podcast is a real intimate thing to me. You know, the people that listen to it definitely enjoy us so they're you know they they like us they get a kick out of us so i just knew if you know we show up and we are ourselves it was going to be a good show but you know she she definitely was nervous and you could tell in every way that she was going about her business for those first two days because we landed on mother's day night what time we get back to the mcguire's eight o'clock nine o'clock no definitely much sooner than that like we landed around 4 30 and you had to get the rental yeah, car, the rent, and Sean get- McGuire picked us up and took us all home. And we had a wonderful dinner together with the family on Mother's Day. Yeah, we redid Christmas because uh, we were supposed to be there for Christmas, but we couldn't be Christmas because of... Uh, I gave you COVID. Yeah, she gave me COVID. At the Jeff Lewis Live Super yeah, Spreader so event. We, Shout so, out, Shane. Yeah, so we couldn't do uh, Christmas <laughs> So we dance. celebrated Easter and Christmas all on Mother's Day, and that was amazing. We had a great time with our family. And yeah, I was really nervous because, I mean, anything that matters, and for me, it was brand new. And I was worried about, like, the space and the capacity of, like, where are we putting people? And it worked out really well because we kept it small and we were in control of having a really intimate, small first pod it turned out to be great, but... I mean, it wasn't that small. We landed... There were 75 people there. You know what I mean? It wasn't that small. Well, it was amazing that... So we landed the night before our first pod, woke up the next day, hit the ground running, did everything you guys ourselves. We got the equipment. We installed it. We hooked everything up. It was amazing. I want to really, really... I don't know, Brandon Liberati, Vicky Cassiola, and Darian, she... they showed up to glam me for that, which was so amazing. Yeah, they were a lot of help. You know, they just, Brandon's a friend, man. You know what I mean? All those, all the, those three people, they're all friends. It's not like, you know, they, they, they do your wake up, they do your hair, they do, you know, but they're your friends. You know, they, they show Major. up for you and they'll help you in all the ways. You know, there's Very many calming. people that do their hair and that's their job. And then they go home. You know what I mean? They, like they did their hair and then it was like, all right, what next? You know, we got to set up the speakers and we got to, you know, because again, we did it all. This was all my idea. It was all my doing. You know what I mean? It was kind of on a lark because we were going to this wedding anyway. So I figured let's, uh, you know, let's do these performances, see if we could get people to come out. You know, but we did everything on our own and uh, it turned out real good, but we wouldn't have been able to do it without people like Brandon, without people like Vicky, without people like Darian. Like they, they came and they helped. And, uh, and we really and appreciate Vanessa them. was the one. Yes, that Vanessa's the other one. I don't know her name, but she was even she was even more like gung ho to do whatever. On. Yes, whatever you need me to do, I'm here to help. And uh, they all did. And I, you know, I was very grateful for them. So, yeah, we were going to like get there and just set up and leave. But then we looked at the time and we were like, Okay, so we not even better. that. Joe and Anna, shout out to you guys. I know you listened to the podcast. They came a two and a half hour drive. I'm sorry, two hours to the city, and then they actually wound up coming to the Met game on the weekend too. So that was two and a half hours. But just to see us, bro, you know what I mean? Like, just a little background. The guy Joe, he's not the biggest Shaw fan. His wife Anne is. She loves it. They listen to the podcast. I'm sure they're out there listening now. 
Um, Hi, guys. You know, Joe and I struck up a relationship based through his wife, more or less, because he's a Met fan. I'm a big Met fan, as everybody knows. And we kind of just were shooting the shit. And he mentioned one day that his his son, who's in uh, who serves in the military, everybody knows that my mother and father met in the Air Force. I'm a big, big supporter of the military. The guy Joe is also in the service as well. And um, they were going to go into the Met game. They were going to opening day, and I wanted to buy them a round of beers. And he said his kid wasn't old enough yet. So instead, I bought them a jersey, and we struck up a friendship from that, you know. And uh, they were the first ones there. They were there bright and early. They were there to have a good time. And uh, shout out to Joe. Shout out to Ann. It was great meeting you folks. And needless to say, we had to leave. We set up the show, and then we had to be get out, out of there. We had to be out of there. Yeah. Absolutely. So we had our first show, man. First off, let me just say this. Nima Vand, thank Ooh, you very, very much, Nima, yes. for coming out and doing the... Uh, he was like the host of our show, and, you know, I he don't kiss... was such... Oh, I good. don't kiss ass. It's not my thing, man. And I'm telling you now, Nima Van can do that for a living. He could do that for a living definitely. on a high level. Definitely. He could definitely be Steve Harvey on Family Feud. He could Aww. definitely be, you know, he could be that type. He could be the guy to host a show and could keep things moving along. Ryan Seacrest on American um, Idol? A fucking million percent. Yeah. A million percent. He could be Ryan Seacrest on the radio that he does. Yeah. He or, could do that all day long. Yes. Or on Regis and Kelly. Yes. Yeah. No, all day long. Yeah. All day long. Keeping it clean. Keeping it so clean. Like there's something to really, be said. I can't say, I say fuck every other word. That's I really, can never do anything like that. Like he's, keeps it clean. Keeps it entertaining. He's like Regis Persian filming, you know what I mean? But oh. it was very good. He was very yeah, he's good. So Persian. The chicken noodle soup for the soul was having Nima, Brandon, Vicky, Darian, and they had a friend that came and helped a lot with setting up for the show, which was Vanessa. And just having people, when you have the jitters for anything in life, that's when you need some calming people around you. They're like my human beta blockers. And if you guys want to know what a beta blocker is, it's some kind of like a natural way to calm your nerves when you're in like a situation. If I heard one more fucking time about beta blockers. <laughs> it's all I heard. I gave you it's one. It's all I heard for the day. We to, did you bring the beta blockers? Brandon's going to bring me a beta blocker. <laughs> oh, uh, did you have them? Oh, Tommy, tell me what a beta blocker. He is a beta yeah, blocker. Uh, what? For me, listen, man, I, like... I'm a funny guy, dude. You I don't need anybody to tell me I'm not a funny guy. You're the my biggest one. problem is I've always, always had a problem being in front of people, especially people I don't know. I get uncomfortable. It's not good for me on that type of level. But for some reason, I never was concerned. I never worried for a second. I knew that the room was going to be a room full of people that love us or like us at the very least. It's like, how can you disappoint people that like you, dude? You know what I mean? Uh, so I was never really that because concerned. Because you can but she suck. Was, no, because you, you can suck. No, you just be yourself. If you're yourself, suck is subjective at that level because it means that, you know, to anybody else that don't like you, maybe you do suck. But to the people that do like you, you're not going to suck, man. You know, and, and, and we obviously didn't. We had a very good time. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it was really, really great. To meet the people that are, are big fans of you. It's, it's like I said, it's humbling, dude. You know what I mean? The dude, uh, Samaj, came to both shows, you know, and it was his birthday. Like for him, it was like, you know. We jumped off his we, birthday week. Yeah, we made his birthday week. And that's really, really something. 
So, you know, I, I made someone that I don't know. You know, I don't know him personally, but I made his week. That's cool, man. That's cool. So we had, let's say, our first live pod under our belt. That was amazing. The next day was, what was that, a Tuesday recovery day? I feel like we did something every <clears throat> fucking No, we were running, yeah, Tuesday. Now, again, we rented this equipment. You know, this is all us. So we had to take down the equipment and, you know, because the Straight bar the that set. we did it in the Bowery, they're going to open the next day. So I had to go, she was going to watch the baby. I had to go do all that by myself. I drank so much. The night before, I was fucking. Uh, what it was like a nightmare day for me personally. And New York, who I love, it's in my bones. It's part of who I am. But I'll tell you right now, the fucking traffic there is for the fucking birds, bro. I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of there just from the traffic alone. L.A. There's like four or five bad places to drive and bad parts of the day. New York, it's now filtered in through the boroughs, the neighborhoods. You can't even, you can't drive anywhere without it being like a super fucking headache. So the second day, I was supposed to go out to dinner with the Pete guys, my partners in the vodka company, and that actually got canceled, which I was thrilled that it did because it means that I could like, you know, I could sleep it off more or less, which I did. <laughs> Riveting story about New York traffic, but basically... You did get trashed. I have amazing footage of you. You tore your tank top out straight from the center down. And you basically, like, you have a thing where you strip your clothes in the streets when, you, when you drink. My son does too. No, he doesn't strip his clothes in the streets when no, he drinks too much. He, he doesn't drink too much, for one. Yeah, and nor he, does he strip his clothes in the streets. But he does it around the house all the time. So we succeeded our first live pod, which was amazing. And yes, you drank, but you know what? You were in your element, and I had to be the responsible one, which I'm more than happy to take that role once in a, once once in a while. Once in a blue. So what's the next thing that we did that was good? We, had the, we, had the we did the next one. We had the Wednesday show. Same thing. We had, we, to go, go. we had to go set it all up. Here we go. We pick up. We go to Bridie's. We set up. Now, at this point, at least we have we know one how to show. Yeah. yeah, we got it under our belt. We're like audio engineers at this fucking point. I mean. We're like, yeah, we know. No, that don't, right. that don't sound right. Check, check. We, uh, we were good. We knew everything that we needed to do. But, like, I was worried and stressed out about every single thing. Like, are there going to be plugs? Are there going to be, you know, cords long enough? Like, everything you could think about. The biggest thing for me was the fact that Bridie's is my home base, bro. Like, I've been going to Bridie's for a long time through different owners. Like, I've been, I've been going to Bridie's forever. And now, like, I see the list of the people that bought tickets the day of the, like, the event. And it's like, I know every single one of these people on an intimate level. Yeah, so Bridie's was another, what, I would say intimate. It's our home base. We go there. We've danced on the bars. And, you know, we we made it. We made it through. Yeah, we did we, it. We had a very good time. We had a very good time. Shout out to everybody again that came out. And I'm raising my glass my, well, I mean, I don't have a glass. Maybe I could raise my flower glass. So hopefully we'll have many more. Yes. Well, we already have one coming up again. Uh, Fire Island in July. Uh, the date will be announced in the next few days, uh, just to exactly which day. But via Fire Island, July, Fire Island Hotel, it's going to be a lot of fun. What's the next thing that happened, Tom? Thursday, we didn't do shit, which, I, again, I was very, very happy for. We were able to mm. sleep it in and didn't have to do anything because we had a big wedding coming. Uh, 
you know, we had the, the Hannah Burner wedding coming up, so it was nice to be able to relax a little bit on Thursday. But again, nothing's relaxed because I had a on Wednesday after the show, I had to now go pick up the equipment, return the equipment, take it all down by myself. So I'm fucking exhausted. Like, I was exhausted uh, the first, you know, four or five days of that trip. And Friday, we, we went to the Hamptons. Uh, for the wedding, man. Hannah Burner's wedding was really nice. It was really, it was a lot of fun. Hannah Burner and Desi Bishop get married in the Hamptons. And um, we're basically driving to meet Sheena Brock. Nima, his date was Raquel from Vanderpump Rules. James Kennedy, ex-girlfriend. She's her own person. We don't need to, you know, she doesn't need to be known as somebody's ex. And we all decided that they're going to get a hotel room in the same hotel as us. And that way we have that togetherness. So we meet up at the hotel, get ready together. And then we all head into an Uber and head to Hannah and Dez's wedding, which I have a lot to say about. Yeah, my wife was bombed. What you, you were bombed. The whole night? You were bombed early. And then I kind of sobered up. Yeah, but, but early she was bombed. She had these these stupid shoes on that were like stilts. I she couldn't walk anywhere. It was on the beach. The, she fell I, twice. I, I have some things to say because before you swallow me whole, all right, it was a lot for me to get through that week. Like for me personally, I was pushing myself outside my comfort zone, outside of my like you can chop it up any way you want and say, wait, but you've done reality TV for a decade. Like you shouldn't be uncomfortable in a room full of 75 people. Like, no, I was, I mattered. So by the time that Hannah and Desi's wedding rolled up, I was probably emotionally exhausted. Like I thought I was good. I thought everything was fine. But when we started to pregame at the hotel room, like I was definitely like it caught up with me. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The six of us jumped in an Uber. We got to the pre-ceremony reception. Everyone's there um, from her family just in, and his family. Just an incredible 
intimate, beautiful group of people. Like everyone at that wedding was there because they were obsessed and happy and just personally invested in their happiness. Yeah. You know, it was the most picturesque, perfect wedding. Hannah was the most perfect bride. Des was the most like him and his brothers and all the beautiful speeches that were given throughout the wedding reception. Kind of speeches. Holy shit. Yeah, it was a lot of Holy speeches. Holy shit, there but was like, like 10, 12 speeches. That's a lot of fucking speeches, bro. <laughs> but it was, I worked in a catering hall, dude. I've been through a lot. I've been to a ton of weddings. I've worked weddings. That's the most speeches I've ever been through at a wedding. But they were comedians, so everybody was trying to make a light, so it was good. But it was like really good stories where you get to like have the moment that you're never going to have again, you know, and get a little history on about everyone's favorite thing. So I just felt like, yeah, you're right. You know what? It was my first day to let loose because I definitely wasn't drinking this whole week. And by the time that it became Hannah and Des's wedding, I mean, it caught up to me. Oh, yeah. No, she was shit. I, I told you at the hotel, she was drinking like she was ready to, you know, go pledge a fraternity. I mean, it was just like a little bit of a regular pregame. No way, man. All right. Well, what do you have to say about how I looked that night? You're pretty. You definitely look great. Thank you. You look nice as well. Thanks. We all... Cleaned up real nice. Yes. The attire for the wedding was wedding uh, beach, beach formal. formal. And there was a guy that had nailed it. He had shorts <laughs> and then a bow tie and a tuxedo jacket on. I think. Okay. He nailed it. Okay. You know. And they were, they're both comics. So, like, you know, when you work the crowd at the thing, it was pretty fun. You know what I mean? Like, everybody there had a good personality. Her cousin was nuts. She uh, Was she sitting at our table? Yeah. She's the one that did the worm. She did the worm like she three times. She did do the worm. Yes. Yeah, it runs in the family because <laughs> Hannah can do the worm, too. Yeah. It's quite a skill to be able to do that. You've got to got some abs and some like core body strength to be able to pull that off. Yes. I've tried it. <laughs> I couldn't even get my like ankles off the ground. That's <laughs> funny. That's <laughs> funny. So we entered this beautiful pre-ceremony reception cocktail hour. And I mean, you were right. I definitely had a couple of drinks. I mean... It was my time to just like relax and have the week behind us and everything. So like I felt like that was like going to be a moment. But I think that somewhere inside of me, I was so exhausted and we were having a good time, but I definitely crashed. Right. Yes. I had a little bit of like an, an energy crash. Yes. We saw Paige DeZorbo and Craig Canover. I don't know if you know who they are. No idea. From our um, Bravo family. Mm. Then we, you know, like kind of mingled a little bit, but I think I was like very mesmerized by the room and I was just, I was just taking it in. Now it's time for us to walk out to this um, wooden plank that walks you from the reception. To the ceremony was on the beach. It was right, right, on, right the on the beach. Right in the sand. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I guess we could say that Nima Vand probably has some footage of me falling. Yes, twice. Well, but like... Twice. In my defense, yeah. I had a very, very long dress that required these platforms in order to... You can't hem a sequin dress. No. You know? No. I did my best. No, you did your best. You did your best. You gave it a shot. 
and shot. so we were in deep, deep sand. You know, it was like deep, sandy <laughs> sand. <laughs> deep the sand was, all right. But okay, sure, deep, deep. It was very dunes. deep. It was so deep sand. <laughs> it was quicksand, actually. It we're was, all lucky to have made it off the beach alive. It was sand dunes. Yes, we're all very, very lucky. We're all very fortunate. So, I mean, if I fell, I mean, if it was like I it's got right times, back man, up. Good times. You know. No one there, no one was there thought any, everyone Less there that me? knew who you were got a kick of it. Okay. Kick out of it. So, okay. it is what it is. It was very Paul for the cause for MJ. Yes, there uh, we I go. I was just surprised that you were ready to turn it in as, as quickly as you were. Because, again, we didn't have the little guy, uh, you know, but. Yeah, we, Sheena said she was like, the next time that I saw her, um, still while we were in New York, she was like, you went home kind of early. And I was like, well. I kind of hit a wall and I didn't want to like, I was like, if I've given everything that I can, we took in the room. I didn't make a scene. I maybe once, you know, not a whole scene, just like the falling thing was in the beginning, but like nobody was no, looking were, at me. You were also kind of cat calling during the ceremony too. Oh, that was, there was a bunch the best. Of, there was a bunch of, there was a bunch of that. <laughs> there was a bunch of that during the ceremony. Yes. Yeah, but yes. So Which was, was good. Yeah, great. We definitely livened things up. Definitely <laughs> want to have people acknowledge your presence. Yes, yes, yes. With some during the ceremony. Which was yes. beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm pro that. Absolutely. And then what happened? And then it was an incredible like vow exchange, better than ours, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They, they <laughs> seemed like they were into each other. For, well, sure. for sure. We danced the night away. Eh, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I like to dance, but I need to be drinking. I couldn't drink that night because, again, I smelt the vodka that night, and I was just, oh, I didn't want to. So I tried a beer, which just wasn't doing it for me. My feet, I was so tired, dude. Like it was like. So I, see, there you go. You're, you know, have my back a little bit. You know, I mean, I'm no, your, listen, I'm I, your wife. I, I was tired. Have uh, my back. Yeah, sure. I like I said, I just you just drank way too early. Like well, I said, you just got you got it going way too early, so you flamed out. I never was in a position even to get it going. I was, I would have been fine if she wanted to stay. If she wanted to stay and hang out all night, no problem. I was yeah. having good conversations with the people around me. I just wasn't going to be dancing. Let's just put it that way. We did a little bit of dancing, which was really nice. We kissed a couple of times on the dance floor, which was really nice. It felt like I got my fill. I got my date night, and then it was cake time. Our table was right next to the cake. So we had front row seats to that. Literally. But like every time somebody would And how many times did we hear literally in that car ride? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, man, maybe. It's, it's way too much, bro. But the thing Between is... Between Cheetah, the other broad, fucking like I heard literally, literally, literally. I heard it like a whole bunch of times. But right? It's like, whoa. How <laughs> I knew that something was wrong with me was that I couldn't hear people when they were talking to me, right to me. Like yeah. I was very like, what? Well, the... the yeah, I I don't know. I I had the same problem too, but I don't know what that was. Maybe it's the ocean. Like I, I don't know, man. I couldn't hear anybody. Like while I, they were literally in my face talking to me. I that wasn't hear just you. No, it no. wasn't just me. I mean, no, I couldn't hear. <laughs> I don't know what to say. And then but, we went home, and uh, and there was an after party at a bar. Yeah, that we didn't go to because I thought at least we went home, but we turned could, on terms of endearment and cried. <laughs> she cried herself to sleep. 
<laughs> she went to bed. Amen. And then I was still up, and I heard them come home. I heard Sheena. I heard uh, Brock. I heard them come home. They were like a thundering herd of buffalo. They were fucking... Rolling. Our rooms, you guys, were yeah. all next to each other. Yeah. You know, like room 303, 305, and 307. Yeah. It was and a good time. That was the kind of wedding where you could have come home, changed into jeans, and then gone to the bar. Well, that was kind of the half-assed plan. That's what she was telling herself. But I, but I heard from Nima that the bride and groom and the wedding party weren't really there. Okay. So that it was okay that we didn't go. Okay. So we didn't miss anything. Got it. Because well, at that point, it was kind of like, yes, you and Sheena remarked that I turned in a little bit earlier than my usual, but, you know, in my defense, it was six and a half hours into the night. It started at four, and around 11, that's when the Uber came. I could timestamp it. Whatever, like I said, we got out of there. But yeah, she seemed a little disappointed. Everybody else was still going on. Everybody else was still there. Everybody else was still raging. She, she, she wanted out. But then the next morning, we also to. I think it was like the mature move to do. We like woke up knew. early, so we were able, you know, right away. It was like let's go see the little guy because again, you know, this was the first time she's been away without the little guy. I've been away without the little guy, but never both of us, and uh, we both wanted to see him. And we get there. And he's, he's fucking, asleep. He's passed out, bro. Not only was he passed out, but he was passed out like like Chris Farley or like Belushi. Had his, hand, had yeah, his shirt can. half off, his pants. Like, Face he, down. Yeah, bro. Look at him. He was drinking all night. Like he, he, he woke up and was like, oh, what's up? You know what I mean? Like you guys are here. We could have probably been gone for another four hours and he wouldn't have even cared. Yeah, we woke up and he had literally another, not literally said it again. There you literally, are. Literally, you are saying it a lot now. I've been saying it a lot the whole <laughs> week, bro. I fucking hate the, I hate it to my head. But yeah, at least another two hours. Like he, we, we were home, relaxed, Changed our clothes. We're, Took showers. Yeah, ran woke, some and he woke up and he looked at us both like, "Yo, man, what's up? What yeah. are you doing here, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where but, you been?" But looking back, if we would have stayed, there was a brunch the next day, but that would have been another nine hours gone. And yeah. I just don't think we're prepared for that kind of like awareness. And no, but it was good. To, it was it was a good starter for and us to be out of we're town. We're gonna go back in July to uh, Fire Island and New York and the same city. Same difference, you know. And R Terry and Rich already told us they don't want to come to Fire Island. Just leave the baby with them. They'll be for, they'll watch the baby. By the way, and so you know it'll be the next step. But we forgot the most important other thing about the Bridie's show, Albert. Shout out Albert Yosef. Yes, thank you, Albert. He was in. Nima amazing. was going to do the other and show Michael and he McCabe. couldn't. Yeah, so Albert stepped in, man. Albert stepped in and stepped up, and he uh, he nailed it, dude. He has again. He works. He first off, the reason that he was late on Monday night is Albert couldn't come because he was. They had a, a special presentation for him. He was like, he, he he's wanted, a big deal at Bloomingdale's, dude. Bloomingdale's? No, Saks. Saks. Yes. But he sells a lot of merchandise. He's like a stylist, whatever. He's real good at his gig. Bottom line, the point I'm getting at, he doesn't do entertainment. He doesn't do any of this shit. It's not his forte. And he stepped in and he fucking nailed it. And uh, we really appreciate you, Albert. So we're back from Hannah and Des' wedding. I do want to say... I reached out to Hannah a couple of times to like thank her and compliment what a beautiful day it was. I didn't hear back from her, so I'm just not really 100% sure if we're okay. Why wouldn't you be okay? Because you left? No. 
Because I didn't leave. Bro, she just got married. You think she's fucking talking? Like she, I don't know. I'm going to text her, though, again. Do, do, do a couple more times. Text, text, text her a couple more times. Yeah. So you won't be okay because she'll be like, who the fuck is this broad? Why does she keep texting me? No. What yeah. do you mean, who is she? Yeah, no, no. I, I was at her wedding. I understand. That's, That's true. a really big deal. That's true. But... I didn't get, like, a proper picture of us as a group. I didn't get, like, there was a lot of, like, things that, like, maybe you're right about my shoes. Maybe they did hold me back a little bit. Oh, totally. Maybe I was afraid. Like Frankenstein. Although you could be a little bit nicer about it, but that's fine. I'll let it go. The big topper two-hour week was going to the Mets game at Shea Yeah, nothing Stadium. makes me happier than going to a Mets game with my little guy, man. I never thought I was going to have a kid. City I never film. wanted a kid. And now I have a kid. And I fucking love the little guy so much. So and I cute. wanted, you know, I'm so happy to bring him to a Mets game, man. It's like one, it's one of my favorite times of the year. So we got that shot of the two of you with him on your shoulders that we got the last time. We got the one year later shot, and we just had an incredible time with the McGuire's. Jimmy- and again, shout out to Joe and Ann, man. They drove two and a half hours. They came to our show on a Monday night, a Monday fucking night. He had work the next day. They drove two hours Monday night to come sit and listen to us shoot shit. And then he came on Sunday. Came on Sunday and spent the day with us with the with the McGuire's. With the they felt like a part of the family. And they, you know, I was a. It was a really really great time to hang out with you. So Joe and was so happy that you came out. So happy to meet you guys. And so we also want to acknowledge. But we fucking lost. Just you know, just we lost. So that's okay. I got some. It's not that pattern. okay. If that becomes a pattern, I will never go with you again. I'll never bring the little guy again because <laughs> Joe and Ann won't be allowed to come again. We'll have to mix things up. So, like, it can't, that oh. can't continue. That can't permeate. We won the last one that yes, we went exactly. to. exactly. No, we won the last two. We won last year. We won a doubleheader. We won both. Okay, so what's yeah, the problem? Great. No, that's what I'm saying. Great. This year we lost, though. We lost this year. Well, here's what. We spent so much quality time with Jimmy McGuire, Mary, their daughter, who is Shams's cousin, Abigail, Shams and Abigail ran around the whole they really did, week. Man, they really they played so well together. Really, really and it just really gave us like the peace of mind as parents that came and just really just, you know, hit all the bases, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, again, we, got, we put on a fucking we put on two live shows. We had a fucking audience. A, a wedding full audience listeners. A Met game. And I, but no, our I family, just, our friends. There, that was something that, you know, again in, in in the lifetime of memories, in the memory book. I'll never forget this week. You know, my wife and I put on a show and we had a, you know, a crowd of people that were there and had a fucking great time and everybody there. You carried the first show. I carried the second one. Yeah, we had a. We'll see. It was definitely something that we'll never forget. We're internally grateful for everybody that came out. And And only also tells us that. We should do this more often. For sure. You know, especially in in towns or places that we might not be too familiar with because the fans are there too. Maybe you guys that are listening should let us know what city you'd like to come out. It's like a meet and greet. It's a live pod. It's a whole thing. Yeah. You know, it's a chill hangout session. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. It's definitely a lot of fun. So our last day that we're supposed to come back, a storm hits New York and we are grounded. We can't come back to our goldfish. We can't come back home. We don't even know if we're going to get a flight in the next 72 hours. I look down at my phone. The app on American says that we're canceled. The flight is canceled. My wife's Bud Light Betty. She's uh, a, a Kathy Vodka? Coles. 
She's she's you know she's got a bunch of nicknames. Amy Amazon. I, Amy Amazon. She got a bunch of nicknames that I give her. But Kathy Coles was on the case. I was. She. I got his back. Because again, it wasn't just all flight. All, every fucking flight on every airline was canceled. New York because of those that the, the, the thunderstorms. You know, they were telling us originally, like, yeah, four or five days, maybe a week, especially. And, and they wanted us and to no fly. And no offense, yet, we paid for business class. And they wanted us I'm to I'm fucking fly. going back on business class. Nonstop. Not, yeah. No, 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 they, nonstop. No, 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 nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, they were trying to put us yeah, on flights to, yeah, man, that connected. Yeah, man, they were trying to fuck with us, man. Kathy Coles wasn't hearing it. American Airlines was like, do you. Pretty fond of St. Louis. They wanted us to spend some time in St. Louis. And change planes yeah, and have a layover. Yeah, 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 I mean, could you imagine? No, man. Um, so, so she got us out of Newark the next day. Yes. And we were ready to get the fuck out. You know, and, I love New York and I love everybody there, but I, like, I was ready to go home, man. I was ready to sleep in my bed. I was ready to get some cool toilet paper. I wanted my mom to come over. And I wanted her to bring Toya home. But that didn't work out. She left right away. She came no, she over. she came over. But she left right away. Okay. She was bumped. We made it safely back to L.A. soil. I probably wanted to kiss the ground when we landed just Let's from being happy. Nuts. I did. Uh, you could ask Layla, okay, the good. president of the Pickle Chasers Club. I told her, I was like, she's like, at this point, everyone in L.A. is like, uh, are you home yet? Are you home yet? And I was like, not yet. And that is when it felt like, oof, what is going on here? Okay, guys. So let's just thank every single person, Michael McCabe, Billy McCabe, every single person. You guys know who you are. Yeah. First off, I want to give a big shout out to the riches, the riches Drove down from fucking Massachusetts. Oh, by the way. If the night of the Bowery show. Let me say this. I wanted to take a picture with them. I was telling her husband how to hold the camera. And then I feel like I didn't get to see them again. So if you guys are listening, I just needed to say this. You were there one second and gone the next. So I was like, oh, I really wanted to make sure that I mention it on the pod. Listen, again, I can't speak Thank enough about Joe and Ann. You guys are great. And all great. The riches, like, they drove down from fucking Massachusetts on a Monday night, dude. He took off to work the next day. Like, that's really, it's humbling, dude. You know what I mean? That these people wanted, it meant that much for them to come hang out with us. You know, we had a great time. Again, shout out to Michael. Michael did the door for us both nights. Uh, he's got work each day. I really appreciate you. I appreciate Sean, Bowery Bar, Brighties. Fan of the week this week is Liz Angle. Liz we love you, girl. Shout out, Liz. Liz was a front row center at Bridie's. And I'm telling you now, because again, Bridie's is my home turf. So I knew everybody in the room, but Bridie's more or less. And they, my buddy Craig, who's like my brother, my older brother, was like, yo, dude, this lady up front fucking loves you. And I was like, whatever, whatever, whatever. We go in. And she did, man. You could tell how genuinely happy she was just to be in our mere presence. Well, it was so fucking cool. I love you, Liz. You were a great time. You're a fan of the week. I'm going to send you a shirt. You're the best. And also, we got to spend a really good amount of time with everybody after the show. Yes. That was awesome. The best part, man. The best part, you know, because, again, we've been on, you know, she's been on the show for a real long time. It's, for me, not as long, but we've been in the public eye for a minute, you know, between social media and this and that. You have a lot of fans out there, and it's really great 
to actually be in their presence and to actually communicate and they could see how you really are. You could see what they are, what they're like and why they like you, the things that, you know, it, it was just a real cool experience. I'm really happy that we did it. I'm grateful we were able to do it in the places that we did it. And uh, we look forward 100%. to doing it more. All right, guys. So that was a whirlwind and <laughs> we really appreciate every single bit of it. Uh, what else? If there's anybody that I'm forgetting, I apologize. We want to thank you. Uh, we want to thank Pete Vacher and my partners for making this all happen too. And, uh, oh, we got a big, big news announcement, man. We finally found our home for our podcast. We've sat down with a bunch of different companies, a bunch of different platforms. And for whatever reasons, things just never panned the, out. Yeah. You know, the dollars didn't make sense. Let's just put it that way. And for, we finally found a place and a home and that announcement will be coming probably by the time you hear this podcast, but we're not going to say it yet because it's not there yet, yet, but it should be by the time you hear this. Okay. So that's real good news. All right, guys. So thank you for tuning in to our New York recap episode. And again, just all the appreciation and all the great memories and the laughs and the adventures with our friends and family, you dirty motherfuckers. Yeah, you dirty, <laughs> dirty sons of bitches. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. We're so happy you're coming on this journey with us. It would mean so much to us if you would rate our show, give us five stars, leave a nice comment, and subscribe so you can stay up to date with all our new episodes. If you go to our website, tillthedirtpodcast.com, you can sign up for our mailing list and also be sure to check out our merch. Follow us on all platforms at Till the Dirt Podcast and on YouTube at Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. See you next week, dirties. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.